0: on this episode of the film optics podcast we're going to talk about ezra miller choking out one of his own fans we're also going to talk about a little bit more tiger king news coming our way and we're also going to talk about the playstation 5 dual sense controller so let's jump in hello everyone and welcome back to film optics where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news i'm your host christian and today we will be talking about the world of film tv and everything called pop culture related excuse me as always and as always i'm joined by my good friend and my co-host devin how are you doing today man how's your week
1: been it's going it seems like it's never going to end just longest
0: week every week now this yeah this definitely feels like the longest week because i don't know man this this week i've been I've had a lot of craziness going on just you know at work and what have you but um i mean it's worth it you know what i'm both thankful as i've said before that we're able to you know be able to work during these uh trying times but i'm just kind of glad tomorrow's friday you know we're recording this out So it's about time it's I mean it's it's almost here, man, which means another week of um doing nothing.
1: It's also Easter somehow also, this Sunday. Yeah.
0: It it's also
1: Easter this Sunday. up
0: on us. It and really we, get nice, Honestly, we get a nice we get
1: a nice Easter surprise
0: from Tiger King. We do, we do get Mr. Joe Exotic full of for us one last time. At least until the uh you know <clears throat> movie comes out. But <laughs> there's going to be movies and shows. There's going to be a lot to look forward to. So what, what have you been doing this week? What Have you picked up any new hobbies or, or through your quarantining?
1: Um, recently, the our little friend group, we've been playing No, no Man's Sky. It's kind of had a, a, a revitalization. Is that a word?
0: Is is that you and Dakota or is that everyone? Because, I mean, clearly I haven't bought it myself, but... Started off with me and Dakota, and then Randy and Ethan got it yesterday. How
1: much is it? It's like twenty-two something. Is it
0: worth it? G- GTA. Oh, I'm liking <laughs> nice. it. G- GTA. Use. Classic. <laughs> you had to like pause. You're like, oh, it's on G. I thought you were gonna say, uh, say GTA. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say oh well, like I, I yeah, that too. But when you said G2A, I was like, "Oh, oh, Devin, watch out now. Can't be uh from that in the podcast." Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I know what you mean though. It's all right. Um uh, yeah, man, I've been um been playing some guitar here and there and um you know, watching movies and TV shows when I can. I can. I'm actually in the middle of a sex education uh, towards the end of season two it's very very good and i've been meaning to check it out for a while but um now is the best time as any so i've also yeah. been uh catching up
1: on ozark everyone's been been raving about season three so i'm getting through season two right now
0: yeah everyone's been talking about that is it worth checking out
1: i really like the first season and then just like kind of put off the second season until now but it's definitely really interesting definitely breaking
0: bad vibes.
1: Yeah, everyone keeps Dayton saying that it's
0: as the Walter White character. Right. Everyone keeps saying that it's like, you know, better than um uh, Breaking Bad, but I think better call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, but I mean, I feel like that's the only the only thing that can trump an AMC show is another AMC show, but that's just me. But, uh, yeah, uh, before we uh, begin today's topics, uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Google Music, Anchor, YouTube, Popbean, and iHeartRadio, just to name a few. And we actually have a lot to talk about here. And we got fan questions. Well, we have a fan question, but hey. we'll save that for later. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. But, man, there's a lot happened this week. Just like, a lot of randomness. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about. The first thing, Esmer Miller over here is force choking people, choking a woman in a video with his l- super long black hair and just his, his ever throttling rage. But I wanted to get oh, your no. thoughts about this. I always, it, it's thought, weird. I
1: always thought it was a little weird. Like I felt like something was off. I, I keep hearing like he's got the past of some like racist things not going to go into that really i don't really know about it but right this definitely isn't a good look apparently it, what <laughs> happened is this this lady came up to her obviously a fan and was like said something about pretending to fight him and then he just like took it way too far and actually <laughs> choked her to the ground it's a really weird
0: video what yeah no i saw i saw it and you know i couldn't really make out what was happening but it was just so it was weird. He was because, like, you know how everyone's like, "Oh, look at Ezra Miller really tricking out this this person," blah 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 blah. And it's like we we got it. We I mean, we didn't get it out of context, but we kind of did because we really don't know everything that happened beforehand and everything after. But obviously, he chucked out a fan, and that's not okay. So his career is pretty much dead. But you wonder know, what I that, just saw what that was,
1: means for Flash. That movie feels like it was never coming out, anyways.
0: Well, his career has gone in a flash. So. <laughs> uh-oh Apparently. whoopsie <laughs> oh i mean yeah i never really cared for ezra miller all that much i mean he's he's kind of one of those actors that's just like there he was never and, like anything
1: yeah. that i loved like or like he, really liked. exactly
0: especially with me and uh fantastic Beasts. i mean we play credence eh, it's whatever i mean eh, i'm I'm kind of indifferent to it, but yeah, his uh, it's either his career is over or he's gonna have a lot of uh, um, cleaning up to do. So, <laughs> I don't a lot, know, but a lot, man. Um, well, I know you're, you okay? So let's let's move on here. I I know you're excited for this next story. It's amazing. You, you've been talking about it all week. It's actually been me, but like, <laughs> you, there's you, a lot didn't of really
1: getting into it. I, I sent it initially, and I was like, ugly.
0: Well, like, okay, when, when, because when you, I think, um, Dwayne from Cinemania, he had sent it in our, uh, gaming group and he said PS5 controller. And I was like, there's no way that's a PlayStation 5 controller. It looks like a third party controller. Yeah. And then, you know, I looked online, you know, I looked through Twitter and everything. It was blowing up. I'm like, okay, it's real. It just, it didn't, it didn't, you know, like, strike me as like, this is the PlayStation. Five controller known as uh dubbed the dual sense controller they're done with the dual yeah, the shock yeah went away
1: from that dual shock design um towards an Xbox design
0: <laughs> well, and then when you yeah so Dwayne and sent it and then I was like, okay you know he's not gonna like post anything fake but it just didn't I couldn't put the dots together I'm like there's no way and then when you sent it to me, I was like, okay. And, um, I like. Well, we'll like. We'll get. You know, we'll we'll talk about it here for a minute. Because like, I like the the actual design. Like, it looks like an Xbox controller. Yeah, it looks like it'll be comfortable. More comfortable than the Dual Shocks were. Right. It's yeah. I will say the Dual Shock Four as of right now is definitely their best. um, their best controller playstation's best controller um because i know a lot of people weren't too crazy between the playstation 2 and playstation 3 uh controllers there was a few different iterations there but um it's it it looks you know it's it still has the light bar which is kind of you know not it's it's moved away from the um front of the controller so like the back facing the tv and, you know, it kind of adds, it has that nice, sleek little design. I like, you know, the form factor and everything. looks great. I kind of wish they would have went with an offset um, w- with the analog six because this Xbox. yeah, well, honestly, yeah, I mean, pr- even Nintendo's done it with the pro controller as well. Yeah. And that thing has up to 40 hours of game of battery life. And even before this, you know, I was testing them out in my hands. So I was like, Xbox has obviously definitely been the best Minus the um, Original Right, the Duke The Duke is what people would call it And um, it was like, okay So it definitely goes Xbox One Xbox 360 Number one Number two would definitely be the Switch Pro Controller And then it would go DualShock 4 For me at least And I'm just not crazy about this Two-toned color why they because go
1: with the white it's just so weird
0: it's in i was you know i was talking to people about it and you know some people i was talking to on twitter they're like oh you know like in if you like the design that's totally fine but i am not a fan of number one i'm not a fan of how they kept the touchpad The is, thing is, is completely that, is that that
1: big blank white spot is that what that is yeah that's that's the it just pad. looks very ugly It
0: looks like a big forehead because PlayStation is like, oh, everyone's going to be using this for so many things on the PlayStation Four. It's now, and now it's like they can't like necessarily get rid of it because the only games that used the touchpad majority of the time were their exclusives, and the PlayStation Five is supposed to be backwards compatible with PlayStation Three. It, it's really
1: weird. But, that was the biggest glaring thing I noticed was just the giant space in the middle. Just
0: didn't. Yeah, right. that's they're they're keeping the touchpad. I'm not too crazy about that. I wish it was just just put buttons like but it is what it is there um so you have the it's no longer called on the left hand side of the controller it's no longer called the share button it's called the create button which it it does the exact same thing then on the right hand side you have the select button select buttons barely do anything
1: we need to just for every controller it should just be select and start it's just so much easier yeah
0: or or like i th- I think well actually no that's it's not this it, that's the menu button i do apologize with the three lines because that's like the universal um log or sign for the menu and um i'm I, like I, i'm just not i'm not a fan of the the two-tone color i'm i'm not a fan of the white i'm I'm just not i historically and it's shown you know through game consoles past i guess you can say i mean black i mean black consoles sell better because they they just they look better i mean i'm not saying you know like black consoles can't get dirty or anything like that i know a lot of people are saying oh i don't want to get my cheeto dust on (laughs) this controller or my mountain Dew spill you know all these these um (laughs) these stains and whatnot but it's it's just odd that they went this way and we've seen so many other mock-ups and we we saw an all black mock-up. It looks so beautiful, and I'm like, that that's it. Why didn't they just the, the stock PlayStation controller make it black? And the, you know, I, I'm all can for creative. Much, like,
1: infer that the console is going to be white because the controller is white, right? Have exactly. They, In- Sorry, go ahead. Have go they ahead. shown like any hints about what the console is going to look like?
0: No. We haven't seen a lick about what the console even looks like. And that's what people are afraid of because I mean it's gonna be white.
1: Know, Why make the controller white? I
0: feel like it's gonna be white, blue, and black. i am just not I'm not a fan of it. I mean, usually when it comes to like I mean, they've made, you know, Xbox still makes white Xbox One X's, but they really don't sell as fast or I remember as, I had that ugly ass white three sixty when that first came out. <laughs> Yeah, it's dude. It's, you had the um the slim, right? They they the Xbox Xbox has been white forever, but it's like that's so it's so early two thousands. And I understand that like I mean has done it with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, but you can't find those anywhere because they don't they don't really sell like all white consoles, like yeah, it looks nice, it looks clean. This is like it's like buying a pair of shoes. You get some nice some nice all white Lebrons or Kyries or whoever you know basketball shoes that you're wearing. it's like, yeah, they look nice, it's a lot of upkeep to keep them up, but like if you have multiple shoes, yeah, they're gonna be less dirty, but it's like they're just so more much more prone to like discoloration getting dirty and what what have you it just shows more and it's not really what you want and I know like you know a lot of people out there they take care of their. Their tech, you know, they cleaned it all the time, but you can't assume that everyone's going to do that. Um, and I was watching Wolf Den, uh, Wolf Den live. I'm not sure if you saw the tweet that I put up, because they were mainly talking about the the Dual Sense controller, and they had said, uh, I think Bob Wolf had said it reminds him of like the, he said it reminds him of what people thought tech was going to look like like in the early 2000s like this definitely has like iRobot vibes all over it and i can definitely see that and that's i was like it it it, it looks like a mock-up this actually looks like a mock-up i did not believe that this was going to be the actual controller i am so afraid of what this i mean the shape of the playstation it may be the same shape as the xbox who knows but it's it's right now this comes out as a color scheme we haven't put this thing in our hands just yet but you know only time will tell you know i can only reserve judgment there but i mean if, if this is all white console i might just have to pass up and wait for them to come out with an all black version because i'm just i'm just not a fan It do, it doesn't look that appealing like it looks nice i guess but just i don't know there's not much else I can say about it. I mean, we can get into it, it the dual sense of 3D audio. It has like a built in mic as well, but I don't want to get too much into it because we do have a lot of other things to talk about. But it um, has adaptive tr- triggers. And, you know, if, if you want to read more about it, uh, literally look up anything on Twitter. You can go to jumatsu.com. They do a, a really good job with um, handling these articles. Or just go on uh, the PlayStation blog, it's there. So. Um, let's just move on to our, <laughs> our next Our Easter subject. miracle. Our Easter miracle. The Tiger King and I is coming out on Easter, Devin, premiering April 12th. A Tiger, <laughs> a Tiger, uh, Tiger King after show hosted by Joe McHale. Joel McHale. Joe McHale. And featuring community a brand theme. new interview. Huh? Of community theme. Of community, yes. <laughs> uh, featuring uh, brand new interviews with John uh, uh, Renike, Joshua Dial, um, and John Finley, staff Eric Cowie, uh, Rick Kurtman and Jeff and Lori Lowe. Oh, man, they're still together. Uh, premiering April 12th, so that will be on Netflix. I believe you said that you think this is that uh, secret uh Episode eight that they're supposed to be airing, yeah. The thing Jeff Lowe was talking about last week, okay. I'm eight. If, <laughs> if it ends we up need, being we good just enough, need to... all the content, all the Tiger all King, all the we content, can get. yeah, like literally because this thing is blowing up. I mean, I'm not sure if, if you saw, but I sent you that that Tiger King like shirt. My friend sent that to me, yeah, and I was like, How much was it? It was like $12. I'm like, I need you to buy me one, like now. <laughs> But it's like, do I really want this man <laughs> a shirt with this man's face on it? I'll take one of the tiger. Uh, <laughs> they're they're the real victims here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, uh, <laughs> you want to take this next uh, this next story Ooh, we got here? It's, about, it's we, we we name. got even more cat news. We're talking about cats and tigers and this is this is what the, is what the
1: people want to hear. The butthole cut. <laughs>
0: Cats, the infamous the
1: butthole cut. cat's butthole cut. I feel so bad for the the VFX team. So basically, Ugh. there was this article talking about how the VFX team how how much of a nightmare it was for them. They had to edit out the but the buttholes halfway through production. The director Tom Hooper made the team work ninety hour weeks for months at a time, which was, which they described as almost slavery. Ninety hours. That's insane. That Can you is. Imagine that? I can't. That's
0: twice. <laughs> that's over twice of our week. Oh my. I I honestly can't. I I can't imagine how and why. I mean, it, it, I guess it has to be done, but I mean, somebody's got to do it. Ninety and hours though
1: for butthole. You better stuff.
0: get paid time, because I can't do that whatsoever. There's, I mean, it, I mean, the the money has to be like just right in order for me to say okay (laughs) like you have to be paying me like like triple or like quadruple what i'm making originally in order to go through and add out all these buttholes for you just for people to stop complaining about this movie i still haven't seen it so i don't ever will
1: (laughs) apparently another part of the story is tom hooper demanded videos of real cats dancing to the songs but he was unaware that cats do not dance. I, I just don't even know what to say there. I don't.
0: Cats cats don't dance. Dogs dance. I've seen dog dance. I've seen that. They do some shaking. Yeah. Do some corky butt shaking, but um, no, cats do not indeed dance. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I'm oh, a fan uh, of this Tom Hooper guy, but i'm not either so i mean i i like i want to see it to see how bad it is it's like one of those movies like okay how bad can it actually be but at the same time i'm not like in a rush to see this i mean if it somehow comes out you know black friday and it's like a solid 10 bucks sure i'll buy it but other than that it's not going to my collection (laughs) But um, all right, let's move on to the next story here. We have a Superman and Lois TV series, um, coming out casting uh cast Lana Lang Lang Lang, cast uh so a Superman and Lois TV series is cast uh, Lana Lang. Uh, this comes from comicbook.com. The CW's Superman and Lois t- uh, television series has casted Emmanuel uh. Tr- Tr- chiriqui and lana long lang excuse me according to deadline uh chiriqui will play lana uh, up, uh opposite tyler uh hochin as superman and low uh excuse me elizabeth uh tulock as lois lane uh they ordered this series it, it's it's a uh, drama straight to series it'll focus on the relationship's um, and the lives between Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Um, so, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts about this? I mean, do you watch any CW shows at all? No. I've seen right. some
1: some nightmarish scenes from the Supergirl show. <laughs> Remember that?
0: I, I saw, thanks to Twitter. Yes, I did see that. I've been, like, I kind of want to branch out because I'm, uh, you know, we, we both watch DC and Marvel movies but you know we haven't i haven't really even dipped my toes into the marvel tv shows that are quote-unquote connected with the mcu complete bs because they're really not it's like one-sided but even with the cw i hear arrow is very good and i would like to check it out but that is a lot of time and investing into those and there are other things i would like to for then so i'll just have to I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. I will check it out. Um, but yeah, this uh, the Supergirl thing, um, especially what, what happened with her it was very um, um, disheartening as well. So I mean, I'll check it out. Why not? <laughs> for the time being, but um, actually, sidetrack really quick for the DC. You know how DC universe has like Titans and stuff on there. Hmm. So I signed up for ExpressVPN for about a month to try it out because there's a lot of shows on the UK's Netflix that you can also gain access to, and I totally forgot that Titans was on there. So I actually might start uh, checking that out so I don't have to sign up for a new uh, a new uh, you know streaming service. And they, they they got a lot of stuff on there, man. It's easy. I highly recommend you check it out absolutely love it yeah i will maybe we should get a nice uh vpn sponsor hopefully if if any vpn CyberGhost, nordvpn expressvpn if you're listening um we will definitely sponsor your uh your product <laughs> but uh, back to the uh topics at hand uh Devin, you want to take this next one The Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series enlists
1: Joby Harold as new writer. I have no idea who this is. I don't either.
0: Uh, This does come. Really does. He looks like an interesting fellow as well. He's a very tall head.
1: Oh, (laughs) he he apparently, uh, executive produced John Wick three. So that's good.
0: Good enough. And, uh, he was also, uh, writing, uh, and the writing script for Zack Snyder's um, army of the dead. And he was also uh, one of the two writers alongside James Vanderbilt for <laughs> um, <laughs> transformers franchise. But Hey, I mean, you got to find work where you can find work, right? Like, I mean, it is what it is the, the same, the same writer for BVS wrote, uh, rise of Skywalker. So, and Strange. one of those things, Very, very strange, but one of those clearly ended up being a lot better than the other. But, um, I don't know. Uh, Do you have any? uh, I don't have anything else.
1: I was ready to move on to the, (laughs) to the the devastating news up next.
0: <laughs> the devastating news, yes, is up next, and unfortunately, um, since everyone knows about the pandemic that's been going on, a lot of theaters, actually, pretty much every theater has been closed. But it looks like AMC theaters might be closed longer than expected, and this actually comes from what's actually well. This one story comes from Screen Rant; the other one comes from Bossip.com uh, dot com. But the uh, the Screen Rant one kind of close is talking about. Them, you know, being closed longer than expected. But the Bossip article is talking about AMC theaters are endangered of never reopening after the coronavirus, uh, as their credit score takes because they've been taking such a hard hit. uh, so it's um, it's it's very disheartening here. Here, Here's the thing:
1: like AMC is the biggest theater chain in the country, like by far. So if they can't survive this pandemic, how is any other theater going to survive?
0: That's that's the scary part. Especially indie theaters. You got to think about them. They're going to get wiped out first. Just,
1: There's a chance we never see a movie in a theater again. That there is a chance. To think about.
0: Really does. But... <laughs> bloodshot was not our last movie that was onward theaters? was mine
1: was that yours onward was mine as that's well a, that's a pretty good, pretty good <laughs> note to end on
0: i'd say i think it's a really good note if if theaters are closed for the foreseeable future i think that's a pretty good note because there's a lot of people on twitter and their last movie was bloodshot yeah. i feel very bad our hearts go out to you <laughs> but yeah i mean this um this is um you know, something that and again, you know, I know we talk about a lot on the show, but, you know, a lot of people out there saying, oh, you know, this this pandemic isn't a big deal. This is this is something that's that's real. And just because you can't see it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not there. So stay at home, wash your hands and um be safe, be happy, be healthy, as they say on the Cheerio box, <laughs> as the B says on the Cheerio box, be happy, be healthy stay at home and wash your hands. So um, let's move on to a little bit more lighthearted news. So it looks like Jordan Pio. A couple of
1: movies actually are looking to be pushed back. Candyman has to fall. And then obviously the Eternals is getting pushed back as well. Um, Black Widow took its place. So yeah, more delays. Was- it's getting like there's a lot, and we're kind of tired of talking
0: about it because it's just depressing. But yeah, yeah, I and that, that that's a really good point. Um, I mean, we can go over the new Marvel release release dates. But much, like, it seems
1: like pretty much just everything just kind of got pushed
0: back. Yeah, pretty much. Twenty twenty one has
1: three movies now, which is going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty one does actually twenty twenty two does as well. Yeah, yeah. So
1: and we'll be lucky if we get one this year.
0: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, Christopher Nolan's still still pumping out. He's like, no, sir, we're gonna keep going. But do, do you think that, like, I mean, do you think they're gonna keep eventually pushing these movies back and just, you know, whenever theaters are reopened, or do you think that they'll just pop them pop them out for rental? Yeah, you know, that's prices? what
1: uh, that, Bob Iger mentioned. He said more movies could just skip theaters and go on Disney Plus which is a strategy is, that they are already enacting with Artemis Fowl, which and onward. seems like a good idea because Artemis Fowl, I don't think, was going to make a killing. So <laughs> I don't think that weird Men in Black kids movie was going to make a,
0: a lot. That was like a mix between Men in Black, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. I don't even know what this movie... like. I definitely want to see it, and I'll definitely watch it. I'm more inclined to watch it if it's on Disney. Yeah. I still have to watch the Easy
1: Watch, Yeah. i to right. oh, watch it as well. But yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Disney does this with any other movies. I know everyone wants New Mutants to be pushed out to streaming, but I think there's some kind of rights issue they have with Fox where they can't do it. But that it would, was be, so that would be a good movie to do it with.
0: Or just just release it to Blu-ray. I'll buy it. I just want to. I do want to see it. And you know, there's a lot of, a lot of my other friends. You know, they they want to see it as well. And they're like, put it on Disney Plus. I'm like, I, it doesn't feel at home on Disney Plus for me, at least. It needs to either just be out for rental, um, or just 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 come out. Just come out on digital. People. Just let people buy it. Just let people buy the Blu-ray. Be done with it. That's all. That's all we can really ask for. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, the whole Disney Plus, you know, with move, uh, movies going straight to Disney Plus, do you think it would be that they would charge you a little bit more, like more of a, a a different tier to the ones that they already have between, you know, the standard? What is it, like $7, 7 $8 a month? And then, you know, they have the bundled pack with Hulu and ESPN and Disney Plus. Do you think that there will be like a movie theater Disney Plus pack? Like, hey, pay like a little bit extra more a month. And, you know, um, w- with all of our new movies coming out, you can watch those straight on Disney Plus. Do you think they would do something like that? It definitely could be a possibility. I guess we'll find out with, with the Artemis Bell. Like a movie tier or I mean, they, they might they might just keep it the way it is because, you know, a lot of people. They could, are, just, they could just add uh, a, a,
1: a, a like rental like part to the app or like a buy
0: movie section yeah something like that amazon uh, yeah.
1: has
0: that yeah but uh we do have a little bit more of a uh, disney plus news here rosario dawson uh it will be playing a succotano as we've spoke about before uh, her contract with disney is for a multi-show deal yeah they're
1: taking a page out of marvel's mm-hmm. book they'd like to lock down the actors for a few different
0: um shows so i mean it's it's, it's a smart way to go about it honestly i mean you want to make sure you know if you know if if you find someone that's so you know that that fits the persona of this character that you're that you're looking for it's like you kind of you want them to stick around you want to give them a reason to stick around and I, i i think this is this is smart i mean you know they've they've done this with with star wars and what have you and it's i i think it's i think it's a great idea lucasfilm has been Uh, investing a lot into uh, you know the Mandalorian and uh, Ahsoka because she is she is one of the the most popular if not the most popular uh, female characters or characters in Star Wars she's definitely in my top three and you know Bob Iger announced uh what was it in October um it's supposed to be its premiering month for the Mandalorian season two so um hopefully you know we get to see more baby Yoda and um you know they're they're focusing more on TV right now, which I think is smart for uh the Star Wars franchise. But do you uh, have any other thoughts about this? I don't think so. We've got some um some Eternals
1: news with uh, your boy Kit.
0: Boy, yeah, Kit Harrington. My name's Jon Snow. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. He didn't want to be king, ladies and gentlemen, but he will be a uh, knight. He will be a knight. <laughs> he will be a knight. Um, so there are details uh shuffling around on the internet about Kit Harrington's Black Knight um production, uh his his costume. Apparently it is supposed to be, you know, comic accurate. To be, yes. It is supposed to be comic kind of accurate, and apparently they will be using greens or um mo-cap suit for his um for, which which for they, his, they've done before,
1: obviously. Iron Man, Spider-Man, right. done it a couple of times. Yeah.
0: And I, I know there are a lot of people voicing concern, saying, you know, it needs to be more of a practical suit. And I get it because, you know, John, Kit Harrington has has pretty much essentially in a way worn the same get up in Game of Thrones. You know, they can kind of tailor it to make it be more, quote unquote, more um, comfortable. But, I mean, if I'm an actor... And, and these days it makes their time,
1: lo- their life a lot easier
0: I think it, it really does I mean you you have complete mobility of your your character you know and and they can they can alter whatever they need to alter and, and what they're trying to you know portray I mean I, I think it's fine I mean I I don't necessarily think that uh, you know VFX necessarily equals bad. You know, there are some very terrible VFX out there, as we've seen throughout our um, our, moving, our movie-watching years. But I think it's cool. I mean, as long as it looks cool, I don't really care, to be completely honest. It's just, I mean, it may seem weird, but sometimes I feel like, I'm, I'm not sure if you agree with this or not, but it might just be cheaper to go the digital route. Maybe. I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's But, I mean, Disney's got the money to spend, so probably not. I don't know. It's just, for whatever reason, that's the way they decided to do it, so we kind of just have to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Sticking with MCU news, looks like another Rick and Morty writer is going to be joining the MCU.
0: Oh, jeez, oh, Rick. We've been, we-
1: been scooping them up left and
0: right. Oh, oh, man. Wait, that's that was more of a Scooby thing, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> But, yes, Ant-Man 3 finds its writer with Rick and Morty's (laughs) scribe, exclusive to Hollywood. Uh, Peyton Reed um, is already back as director. But we have Jeff Loveless as a writer and co-producer of the Cartoon Network acclaimed Rick and Morty has been tapped to the pen. (laughs) Tapped to pen the script for the third installment for Marvel's uh, Ant-Man. So. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because I, I like the fit because Ant Man's kind
1: of like the humorous, lighthearted side, and Rick and Morty writers got the humor down, so it'd it be a good fit.
0: It's, it's going to be a big year for Rick and Morty. It, it, I feel I'm, I'm feeling it's well, always yeah. a big year for Rick and Morty. Yeah, it is very true. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you, uh, bring it on. Honestly, you know, I don't I don't have too much to say about it. It's, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. You're here for it, so. Um, Let's just move on to our last bit of uh, Disney news here so we can get into our other topics. We normally try to keep all the Disney stuff together because it all goes so well hand-in-hand with each other. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Disney France uh, lists Loki and What If for 2021, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight for 2020. comes from MCU.com, and... It looks. I mean, that's cool. We haven't really heard too much about She-Hulk, Moon Knight, or Miss Marvel since those are slated, you know, a little bit later on. But I mean, it's nice to have a a, a year for those. Yeah, because there, there's a lot. There, there's a lot to watch in Disney Plus, and I know a lot of people say that you know, it's just like, Oh, it's just, it's their nostalgia, you know, effect. You have, they have all this nostalgia stuff on there. Did you imagine, Devin, if Disney Plus launched when it did and it only had its new, you know, its brand new exclusives like The Mandalorian, High School Musical. It, it musical. basically would have been Apple TV Plus. Exactly. And then people would have been complaining, well, why didn't you put all your legacy titles on there, all your old school stuff? You can't win with people and they they are way better off now. And it makes more sense because when you launch a streaming service you want things for people to watch and i mean i've been watching i've been watching star wars clone wars I've been watching board of these worlds you know there are other shows that i would like to watch as well so you know, i'm kind of bouncing back between certain um streaming services but i mean it's it's there and i always find something to watch on there whether i just want to revisit something you know from my childhood or check out something i haven't really you know seen before in its entirety so yeah i don't know but uh anything else about the Disney Plus uh Francais, you know, Loki what if that you had to add on there? I think so. All right. Well,
1: you're the uh, <clears> you <throat> the Movies Anywhere anywhere guys. Yes,
0: bro. I love Movies Anywhere. I think it is a great <clears throat> a great um service and it for those of you who don't know what Movies Anywhere is, it Pretty much took the place of the UV uh, ultraviolet uh, Blu-ray or ultraviolet uh, digital distribution. So, if, if 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 you're a physical collector like me, and you've noticed, like I just bought Little Women, uh, just came in the mail today. Absolutely love the movie. If I look on the back of the box, it'll say uh, movie a movies anywhere title. That means if you create a movies anywhere title uh, a movies anywhere account and let's say if you have certain movies on your video account or your uh itunes digital account or your amazon account movies that you've bought on there you can essentially connect your other your other digital um platforms to movies anywhere and you essentially unlock those movies on those other platforms um it doesn't work with every single title so let's say if i go into my movies account anywhere and i type in my digital code for little women and i have my itunes account my voodoo account and so on and so forth google uh, play account all connected to my movies anywhere account as long as you know as long as it is a title that movies anywhere supports it's like you pay for one digital copy and you are able to unlock and automatically automatically unlocks that titles across all your other platforms, which I think is really great. But with this story is that Movies Anywhere has begun a beta program for their new digital sharing function, Screen Pass. Uh, this allows users to select uh, an eligible film from their movies, from from the catalog. It it doesn't work with like Lionsgate title for certain studios. It's very, very weird. But majority of new movies have been adopting it um uh, so it allows users to select an eligible film text it to somebody else and they'll also have access to that film for lim- for a limited amount of time so let's say if Devin didn't have my um okay wow so it looks like devin actually his internet went out so we'll be right back as soon as we get him. All right, and we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, Devin lost internet there for a second, and I just kept rambling on about movies anywhere and looked down at my phone, and he had texted me. I was like, oh, did I say something wrong? And he's like, yo, my internet went out. I'm, I'm
1: braving, braving the storm. In a, in Is it world. snowing
0: there, by the way? It snowed this morning, and then it stopped,
1: and now it's, it like stormed really hard last night, and now it's like st- Like
0: snowstorm or just like an actual just like rainstorm? It's storm. like wind mostly hmm that's weird it's been pretty it's been pretty uh quiet down here so i don't know it's really weird stuff going on man but um as i was saying before definitely check out movies anywhere uh with movies anywhere they're pretty much uh bringing out a kind of like a if i buy a movie and then i send it to if i text it to Devin, he'll be able to view that movie for a little like a little like a limited amount of time excuse me i cannot talk today so i thought that was pretty cool and um so let's move on to our next um story here did you want to take this one
1: yeah it looks like the producers of the office are creating a new comedy based on working from home and virtual meetings very timely i guess (laughs) they got some inspiration while they were zooming zooming left and right
0: yeah i i i it's it's i think it's perfect i mean i actually saw a it was a youtube like gag video of how a um you know a virtual chat meeting works but it was dealt with people you know coming into an office but they are pretending quote-unquote that they're inside of a group chat and (laughs) i thought it was pretty funny my boss actually showed it to me so it's this is pretty sweet you know yeah, we, and we
1: also saw some stills for the upcoming netflix uh steve carell kind of workplace type uh comedy called space force yeah so that's i'm right. also looking
0: forward to that kind of similar bane yeah that is pretty cool and also really quick about the movie pass uh the excuse me the movies anywhere i almost forgot to mention uh you do get three screen passes per month and it this covers about around 270 movies um in their library um as of right now but i believe it will be in open beta here pretty soon so it's it's pretty cool i just wanted to throw that out there but um yeah let's move on to our next story um so tiger king directors reveal that an a-list movie star uh i think will, it might be sorry, the guy that you were kind of Looking at last week, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta get an A list movie star in here, and who better than Brad Pitt? I don't know why, I just think that he would, he could play, he could play Joe Exotic, he could play. It's kind of, I, I don't know, there's just something about that man that I think he can get the job done, but I don't know. It, I mean, we we've talked about this before. Um I, you know, we thought this was a pretty interesting story to kind of sneak in there, but. I mean we're getting more Tiger King goodness on Sunday, so it'll be a happy Easter Sunday as we've as we mentioned. But yeah, yeah There's also I mean,
1: um an adaptation coming from Rob Lowe and Ryan Murphy for Tiger <laughs> that's King. That's gonna be awesome. I think that's that's what I love. Rob Lowe obviously is he's kind of a weird guy and kind of good for that. But Ryan Murphy, creator of Glee and American horror story, seems
0: like <laughs> pretty good fit for the craziness that Tiger King is. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Tiger we never thought that this is going to blow up I and mean, we, we reviewed it last week and people who haven't uh listened to it, uh, you know, you can go ahead and um pop that in your ears and have a good old jolly time with it. We kind of just gush about the entire the entire docu-series like like the entire what 30 35 minutes. I think we went 40 with that actually. We had a lot to talk about that with. But it's I'm glad that there there is something out there during these trying times that are breaking people together, and that just so happens to be Tiger King. So they're just <laughs> this thing blew up and it's it's here to stay at least for a while is, is what we're looking at. But um Devin, you've seen Call Me by Your Name, right? I have. I have not, not yet, anyway. But the director, uh Luca. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that name. I'll just say a Luca G (laughs) confirms Tim, Timothy Chalamet, army hammer and the rest of the cast will return for the call me by your name sequel. And it will take 10, uh, take place 10 years after the original story. Uh, Devin are, or do you think you'll be checking this out at all? Are you kind of excited? How did you like the, uh, the movie?
1: I, I definitely liked the first one. It didn't really seem like it
0: went well to a sequel, but, I guess we'll see yeah i mean it's, it's kind of like i feel like you know the, the movie is so popular and i really you know this is kind of like really, uh old timmy got his his uh his big break i guess you could say and i mean i definitely w- would like to check out call Me by your name i hear it's a good story and i mean i don't really don't have much else to say about it <laughs> there's, there's
1: a very infamous peach scene in the first one so i wonder if they'll There'll be some more some more fruit stuff in the second one. Do you
0: think the peach will be back? <laughs> well, is the hope. peach coming back? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? You can only hope. There we go. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the the Peach demands a sequel. I, I know what you're talking about. I just haven't seen the scene myself. But uh we have a little bit more uh gaming news here <laughs> for everyone. Um so E3 2021 Um, the dates have been revealed but the online experience the 2020 online experience that everyone thought that was going to be happening does not look like it will be so it's very um i mean i kind of i think this is okay i mean we literally watch e3 every single year but it 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 has gone progressively worse and it's just it's kind of like like it's kind of like that, that old pet that you have that just, you know, is holding on. You're holding on for good memories. But I think it's time that they just kill this thing. And just, you know, everyone, all these studios, all these companies are more than capable of having their own online direct style uh, presentations. I mean, Nintendo's been doing it for years. Everyone thought they were crazy for pulling out for GDC. Um, we had uh, Jeff Keely. This is the first time within what, 25 years of, you know, pulling out of E3. And he said it's just, it's not the way that it should be going. I mean, originally, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'll be ranting off for a while, but what are your thoughts? As expected. I
1: mean, I guess they could have tried doing something online, but it just seems like it'll be tough to pull off.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. I just think, you know, microsoft has you know their inside xbox it's not as good as nintendo directs or uh sony started their state of play which we actually haven't had i all haven't had in a while um but uh it, i can't really say too much about e3 like yeah it's it's sad that you know a lot of people are pulling out but it's just it's just the name of the game i mean e3 was mainly Built for like developers and it's it's mainly for market you know shareholders and they when they or, or like opened it up to the public it used to be really hard to get in now it's easier but I mean we have packs we have game awards there's so many other shows I mean Xbox they didn't even have to they dropped the Xbox One X. During the Game Awards, you don't need your own big show conference to show off all this stuff. Is it cool? Is it a great experience? Absolutely, but it, it's not really worth it. And they could definitely probably save a lot of money in the long run if they just, you know, pump them out online. Just be done with it. Save that money. Yeah. Put it towards other things. We shall see. We shall see. And another
1: thing we shall, shall see is... Maybe a review, an upcoming Netflix movie.
0: Yes, uh, Chris Hemsworth Extraction is coming to Netflix. The Russo brothers—they're
1: just snatching these Avengers left and right and making their own little movies. (laughs) They went with Tom Holland. They went with Chadwick (laughs) Boseman. They're just just, like, hey, (laughs) might as well knock them out while you got them.
0: Just just go through the entire Avengers cast, and they'll all eventually be in their own movies. Like we're gonna produce a movie you're gonna they're creating be they're
1: creating their own universe the russo cinematic universe <laughs> the russo verse <laughs> i i mean hey it it looks it looks it looks like it could be okay yeah I'm not, not crazy about it like but. it
0: looks like a generic action movie yeah but at the same time it could be a lot of fun i mean anything's better than copying kareem right <laughs> i wouldn't know I haven't seen it yet. So (laughs) I've been watching Sex Education. Uh, Yeah, It's not really in my foreseeable future to see Coffee and Kareem. And (laughs) so I actually believe, uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on that or anything else really quick before we get into our fan questions here? Let's do it. All right, so we do actually uh we only have one fan question today, but that's okay. It's a really good one. It's from uh one of my friends from college. Uh Wolf of Wall Street at Trixie Nix asks as the big name directors Scorsese, Tarantino, Spielberg, uh Cohen Brothers, Del Toro's recent films and projects um uh do, do you think that they're getting worse or better than their films from 3 decades ago? Okay. So she's asking if those big names, if their projects are getting worse from three decades ago. She thinks that they are weaker because uh, there's less studio interference, but she wants to hear our opinion. So Devin, you want to start off with your opinion? Where, where, where do you think these uh, big kahunas uh, future lies? Do you think that, that, is,
1: that is a really good question? I've never really thought about that. Um, I guess I feel like Tarantino has definitely had the same quality. Up until now, like he hasn't really deterred in any way from mm. first, his first few movies. Like, I I mean, I still think Pulp Fiction is, is the best, but um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a form after a bit of a weaker one in Hateful Eight.
0: Why does everyone hate Hateful Eight? I
1: that movie is it's so just, good. It's just not one of his best ones, it's, it's a tough, tough
0: shoes to fill. Uh, I mean, because th- there's the extended version on Netflix, right? Yeah. I think. I haven't even watched it yet, but like, I love that movie. But like, I-, I like more Western movies. Like, I'm a big, like, true grit, like, 2010 fan. Like, I absolutely love that movie. And I'm a big, you know, Django. You know, you get, uh, it's, honestly, I don't think it gets better than Django. <laughs> like, it is just so freaking good. Or Inglorious Bastards for, 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 for yeah, that those, but... those
1: are all like the more recent ones so i think tarantino he definitely holds up spielberg yeah. i don't even know what he's been doing recently <laughs> what have the coen brothers been up to i totally <laughs> forgot <laughs> i don't know they're always weird and in, in, in indie
0: yeah of I, course, mean, they're, they're... They're,
1: I mean we didn't we didn't love the irishman but
0: it was it was still quality it's quality but jesus dude it's so long like Three and a half hours. Like, I sat here and watched, I was in a Netflix party with uh, my uh, buddies over at Music City Drive-In. Go ahead and check out their podcast as well. But um, we, we sat there. We, we've been doing movie nights every every Saturday night. Uh, this past weekend was Hot Rod. And I actually never saw Hot Rod. <laughs> it oh, it's a classic. It was hysterical. Absolutely loved it. But the week before that, we saw The Irishman. And, you know, I was tuning in for a while, I was tuning in and out, but it's like, it's just so hard to sit there. I I don't think the Irishman is like a good Netflix, like watch party, but we did it and we had fun with it. You know, we chatted on the side, um, but to answer um, uh, Trixie Nix's uh, question here, I would say yes and no, and, and, and like you had pretty much said, it pretty much depends on the director, because out of out of these five that she's mentioned, Scorsese, Tarantino, Spielberg, Del Toro, I do like Del Toro. I feel like he is a little bit um, hit or miss. Um, I never saw Gravity. I think he directed that. That was Del Toro, right? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I could. Uh, I'm, I might be thinking of somebody else. But um I I would say, you know, tarantino still at his strongest. It's been a while. Well, even with Scorsese, I think I think there's he's doing pretty good as well. Cause I mean, what would, what was his biggest movie before uh The Irishman? Was it was it Wolf of Wall Street? Was that the last one he made? Or did he make something else in between? Uh Wolf of Wall Street. I think there the was Irishman. one in, I think there was one in between, but Wolf of Wall Street was definitely the the big one. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah, to answer Trixie's question I, I think it depends on the director Spielberg, I have no freaking clue what he's doing As you said, Demon and Cohen brothers Where are they now? Type deal Del Toro's kind of like a 50-50 But um, I know a lot of people didn't like The Irishman I mean, it really it, I have my favorite parts of them, The Irishman But I definitely think that should have been a uh, quibby <laughs> That Quibi. definitely should have been a quibby it should have been on Quibi. That would have that would have went forever, well, ten minutes yeah, it's at like, a time. It's like hundred
1: Quibbies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I feel like they shoot them to where you know they they're purposely you know building up suspense every ten ten minutes. But um, if, if they did with the Irishman, I think it would have been cool. But yeah, um, th- that was a really good question though. I it, that was a very very good one. But yeah, I would I would say they are. Kind of showing their You know, worse films But it's kind of like, you know, you can't expect every Director to make hit after hit after hit After hit, That's that's like Asking, you know, an artist Like I need every single one of your albums to Be on like the top billboard charts That's just not gonna happen Sometimes, you know Some movies work out better than others And that's just the way it is But I do believe that wraps it up For this episode Episode 10? Of headline hot takes here on the uh, the old podcast, I believe. Um, so, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And again, Trixie, uh, Nick, thank you again for that question. And as always, Devin, thank you for coming on. I know I say that every week, but I really do mean it. And um, so, I believe um you know says oh we'll give everyone a little taste of what we're cooking up this week so instead of doing a movie review we are actually going to be reviewing the streaming platform uh quibi and so that just came out me and devin signed up um you can too for a free 90 day free trial which is actually very very generous of them um you know to to get the word out get people to you know start Watching and talking about this new streaming platform, and all their episodes are 10 minutes or less. So, if you're on the toilet or if you're kind of bored in between, you know, 10, 15 minutes at work, watch a Quibi. Yeah. Quick Bites, I believe that's what it's short for. But uh, we will be reviewing that. That will be c- coming out this Sunday. Uh, so, check out that. And then um, I believe our, yeah, our last review was Tiger King. So, you can go ahead and listen to that. That's already out on, on the pod and what have you. But, uh, Devin, do you have anything else you wanted to, uh, say to our lovely viewers out there? Stay safe. Stay safe, stay healthy, be happy, and be healthy. Wash your hands as well. And as always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple podcast, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, anchor, YouTube, Podbean, iHeartRadio. radio. Um, We will see you guys in the next one. Peace.